the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on the KDOW app and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with a latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Wall Street is being driven by Main Street today. And in the recent news due to the coronavirus, Some of the stories out there, first and foremost, we're having a big up day. Congratulations. You kind of earned one. We've had a lot of down days. Japan has made an announcement that the Olympics are being pushed to 2021. Wow. Just think about the ramifications on that one. How many deals were done with sponsors? How many deals were done with advertisers? How many deals were done with hotels and airlines and credit card points and you name it? That is a complicated unwind, but it's the right thing to do because it sends a message to the world. We have to think about this and we care about you or something like that. By putting on the Olympics, it would be like capitalism at its worst. The move is a devastating blow for the city of Tokyo, which had won widespread praise for its organization with venues finished well ahead of time. But they're going to have their party. It's just not going to be this year. We'll see a great opening ceremony. Now they got more time to work on it. We'll see a great closing ceremony. Now they have more time to work on it. A lot of money lost putting on preparations for this year. But I think that's going on all around the world. Trump aides are saying that he's getting losing his patience with Dr. Anthony Fauci, which is not good because he's kind of been the guy who's come out of this in the last two weeks as, oh, we should be washing our hands and, oh, we should be holding six feet. Wait, wait, he's saying 20 feet away from someone, 100 feet away. Like, he's our dad through this. So I don't want to see Trump lose his patience with him. Intel is suspending the shares of uh, buyback shares. They warn of a likely coronavirus hit. Computing power will always, not always, but it'll still be needed next year. So they're a company that if they can put the coronavirus behind them, they would be an obvious candidate of, you could see some value. Consult a broker virus for taking action on any expansion. 
Um, China is, they've ended their lockdown completely. The United States deaths are over 600 now. And you're like, what? Wasn't that like 10 yesterday? Uh, it felt like it. This has been one of the fastest moving news stories. You could say it's been viral. Uh, too soon? Okay, okay. That was probably too soon. 600 deaths. Wow. Still pales in comparison to other big events like Pearl Harbor, 9-11. But you get the idea that this is also different than those. Our patriotic duty right now is to go into a coma, to not go out and hang out with other people. It is a financial coma that we've induced. And Trump, last night, he's thrown out a trial blow and he's like, maybe we all should just go back to work in a couple of days. Wall Street doesn't mind that. I could probably be pretty dark here and say Wall Street can put a number on a death to the economy or a death of a citizen. But socially, that's unacceptable. And you've heard some financial types say that, like, just go ahead and let it do its thing. And uh, you're like, you're cruel. Oh, there's so much going on, but it's all tied to coronavirus. One quick report says the U.S. economy is contracting at a 5% rate, two quarters in a row of contraction, and we'll be in a recession. And if you were to go back and look at your recession t-shirts that I've been giving out, um, you could say 2000 to 2002, I survived the tech correction recession and all I got was this stupid t-shirt. I think you get your other shirts for 2007, 2009, I survived the financial crisis recession and all I got was this stupid t-shirt. And there'll be a 2019, 2020 version where I survived the coronavirus correction and all I got was this stupid shirt. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill the market. Um, only you can mess up your, your portfolio by thinking what you were doing one month ago is totally incorrect. Now, if you don't learn some lessons on that, you should. For instance, I once thought I could dye my hair black as a teenager. Guess what? I look stupid. How many times have I done it since then? Zero. Learn your lessons. If you bought a, a stock like Tesla at 900 and you saw it go back down to 400, you're not very good at buying stocks. So the economy is contracting at a 5% rate. Intel's going out and saying they're suspending share buybacks. Restaurants should stay closed. Some analysts are saying some want them to open back up sooner than later. I have, I have been impressed by almost the local patriotism. It can't be called nation, nationalism. What is it called when it's local? The localism of city residents. I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of people drive by restaurants and picking up food um, from restaurants and not like fast food. God, it's just a big up day. These are days that are tough to, to, to like or to, you know, honestly get involved in. SP 500 is up 127. That's up 5.5%. The Dow's up 6.4%. The NASDAQ's up 5.8%. We're waiting on stimulus. We're waiting on the government at this point in time to say, here's this plan. The headlines right now are not pretty as far as uh, what you want from Wall Street. For instance, Applied Materials, Anheuser Busch, Twitter, General Motors, and Comcast all said, we're pulling our guidance. You know what I love about you? And this, I'm being honest when I say this. 
the average listener sometimes will email me and say, what do you think about buying Comcast? Because people are going to be using cable modems more. And I'm like, yeah. What do you think about buying Best Buy? Because people are going to be using more uh, video cameras for Zoom. Better microphone. I'm like, that's not a bad idea. The Comcast one didn't work because it's such a big media company. And they're losing advertising. They're losing the Olympics. And they're losing, like, they're losing some issues. They've got some inherent issues of cord cutting already in place. But Best Buy seems to make, does that not make some weird coronavirus investment sickness in your head kind of go, yeah, yeah. I can tell you right now, everyone in radio is scrambling because, and I say this with respect, and I'm not talking about my current radio station. I work with KDOW in Fremont. It's lovely. It's clean. It's pristine. But a lot of radio stations in the country are closet and just cesspools of, of like disgusting so they're telling their host, like, hey, why did she go get a Zoom conference? Like, Howard Stern did his show yesterday on Zoom, and it was awful. He needs a better microphone. Technology's not there for uh, to sound like you're in a fishbowl. That's terrible. I know. Charles Barkley reviewed Howard Stern, and he said of his, of his recent broadcast, what did you say, Chuck? That's terrible. And how about Mr. T? What would Mr. T say about using Zoom microphones and use Zoom video conferencing? And that stock's on fire. Mr. T, any opinions from you? No way, fool. Thank you, P. One last check-in. Are we going to get through this coronavirus, Chewbacca? Are we going to do it? Put a lot of pressure on it, please. There you go. <laughs> They're back. I got the crew back together, but we have to check in. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, how are you doing in New York? Are you and Matthew Broderick okay? <laughs> She's a hor- horsey. There she is. We got to go to break. We're cutting it down to the wire with Haim. Um, my favorite all-female band, band. And their sisters. You can find more about me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Big up day. Let's talk about it. CFP Chad Burton coming up in about 15 minutes. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. This is the interpreter. And the song's called Kerosene, and they're kind of like interrupters. Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm flying without a net right now. And this was a big alternative hit last year, and there's a band called The Strumbellos, and the only thing I really use Instagram for is following bands. And it was interesting, because Strumbellos looked at the interrupters, and they're like, they beat us at the charts this year. What's interesting is I tried to listen to the other interrupter song, and they all stink for me. But this is a great pop song. Anyway, she's kerosene. And I don't know if I got the name of the band right, but that's close. Ooh. We need a little pop music now. What the world needs now is bubble gum. Um, because we need to chew gum and get back to work as soon as we can. And we got to be very blue collar about it. But 
we need to heed the advice of healthcare officials. I'm not going to tell you to wash your hands. I'm not going to tell you about supplements. I'm not going to tell you like, um, I'm so <laughs> I won't make fun of him, but uh, I'm not going to tell you to do things health-wise. I'm going to tell you investor-wise, bear markets are events and they don't feel good. I didn't like turning 50. There's events that don't feel good. And if you're going to invest so you can live from 60 to 100, from 20 to 60, there's going to be some speed bumps because if it was supposed to be easy, we'd all be doing it. Now, I like events to change me for the better. When my father passed away, I didn't cry. Well, I cried a little bit. But also, I chose that event to be a better person. Like, this is an event that you could say, you know, we have been spending a lot on restaurants, or we have been spending a lot on cable TV, or we have been spending a lot on vacations. For this event to shut down America right around spring break, family of four goes on a vacation to Hawaii, that's $10,000. Saved, earned, or are we going to spend it later? So I want you to learn from these events because they're going to happen. The wildfires a couple years ago in California, I think we all learned that maybe we should get a backup of our our important paperwork because it will burn up one day. I think we all learned the importance of having the proper insurance and documentation. I hope. But there's black swan events like 9-11 and the coronavirus that we can't predict to see coming. But we can predict some sort of bad things going to happen to you. Something like you get, in the, you get into serious car wrecks two and a half times in your life. That was the statistic when I was a teenager. So my first one that I got into totaled a car. My brother David said to me, in the wise words, David, well, if you get into two and a half major car accidents in your lifetime, you just got one of them out of the way. Now all you need to do is survive one and a half more and maybe you won't die in a car. Like, whoa, that's a positive way of looking at a negative. I just trashed my car. 800-516-1220. So try to learn something. This is going to pass. China is open for business. They've lifted all curbs on their business. You're allowed to move freely. Am I excited? No. Am I fearful? No. Japan and the Olympics have agreed to postpone the Tokyo Games. Now, the la- not the last, but another thing that needs to fall in place. We've got the Fed in place. we got Bill Ackman calling the market uh, going basically hell on earth if we don't do something. We've got the Olympics canceled, so people are taking this seriously. we got New York shut down. we got L.A. on Underwatch. we got San Francisco shut down. That's good and bad. Most of America is not under lockdown, but a large portion of our citizens are because they got the crow to cough like I do. That's patent pending, by the way. Don't Please don't steal that phrase, the crow to cough. Um, when we get back to work, I think we'll be I'm good the black lung, Bob. I don't know what it is about mornings. I don't like cold air. And when I'm not allowed to work at television or radio and I'm doing it remotely, I'm essentially in a shed. That's all you need to know about me. Stocks are flying higher, which kind of throws in that old um, Van Hagar song. We'll go higher and higher, straight up we'll fly. Sammy Van Hagar, nicest man in the world. 
I see him all the time in Moran. Um, nice guy. And again, I'm not one of those people to, to like go up to a celebrity and go, hey, you were in Van Halen. A lot, of, a lot of celebrities live in Moran area. Like Sean Penn, George Lucas, George Decay. Okay, I don't know about George Decay, but I'm throwing that one out there. Um, I'm not one to like stare at them. Yeah, I'm the one to stare at them, but I'm not one to go up to and ask for an autograph or anything. I think that's Sammy Hagar. I wonder who that person is with him. He looks sweaty. So, anyhow, we're going to go higher and higher. That's the point. Van Halen song, Van Hagar, whatever you want to call it. Um, markets open big. After a rough month, do you feel good being up 7.8%? Is a little bit of relief that we're not down? I don't feel great. Netflix market cap surpasses Disney. Dun, dun, dun. Keep in mind, Disney has those theme parks, and it's killing them. It's killing them. Disney shares are down 40%. Netflix is up 9%. Which of the two do you think I want? Disney is the big company that the mouse made. So... Last year after Star Wars came out, I'm like, what's next for Disney? And I started looking around and I couldn't figure it out. Is it is it Black Widow? Eh. Eh. Is it another Black Panther movie? Yeah, sure, that would be nice. But they don't have the movies that they had in Slate. Disney Plus was a big story and it had a massive run-up and I hope you made money on it. Netflix stunk last year. They struggled because everyone was like, there's a competitor coming to town and his name is Disney Plus. And Netflix is like, whoa, whoa. And I, I got to admit, I get Disney Plus for free because I'm kind of a big deal. Um, people love me. They give me free. St- oh, wait, everyone who has a Verizon phone gets it for free for a year. Well, I got Disney Plus and I, I, I watched Frozen too. I know you're saying, what is wrong with you, Rob? I've been locked up for too long. Um, I like Netflix's service better than Disney's. But again, that's because I've seen the Star Wars movies and I've seen the Marvel movies. And uh, I guess if you're going to be getting Disney's 12 to 15 movies that they come out every year, if you're going to be getting those free on Disney Plus in a reasonable time frame, maybe I get it. But I don't need High School Musical. I don't need Pixar films. So... Last year, Netflix was a loser. This year, they're a winner. This year, Disney's a loser. See how Wall Street works? They go up over time together. I like them both. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Coming up, CFP, Chad Burton, talking the markets. Let's see if he shows up. I'm Rob Black. Undeterred, yet unprovoked. Reinvented, redefined. Rearranged, but not refined. Mystified and misshapen. Misinformed, but not Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. Stock markets open strong today. It's 
to be fair, it's been a pretty rough month and there's going to be some dead cat bounces. There's going to be some snapback rallies. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. This correction is a, unlike any correction that you and I have ever seen. It went from a correction to a bear market super fast. How are you, Mr. Burton? Doing well, Rob. How about you? <laughs> doing well. I could be doing better, uh, financially speaking, yeah. but health-wise, exactly. I only have a light cough, little fever, and I'm fatigued, but I don't think I got COVID. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you just described every symptom of COVID. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm trying to be light. But anyway, how are you feeling, Chad, about the markets? What do you, what do you like? What do you dislike? Oh, gosh, what do I like, what do I dislike? Well, I mean, let's first talk about this correction and, you know, the way it feels versus 2008 through 2009. And, yeah, I, I tell people we will go through something like 2008 and 2009 again, but, um, you know, it was is relatively soon in the world of history. You know, bear markets are fairly common. Every five to seven years, you have a correction. You tend to get a 20 to 30 percent decline in stocks. But this came along with this black swan issue, um, which basically revealed some credit issues that are out there, especially in the oil industry and some of the high yield industry. And um, the thing that that I, I just want to point out is that what's different is during the the Great Recession when there was this real estate boom and basically if you could fog a mirror, you could do a mortgage. There was this whole bad debt along with really bad over leveraged products like the CDOs and things like that that just blew up and was really a systemic issue versus right now the whole world is just is shutting down. China's starting to come out of it, but everywhere else is just kind of shutting down. And we're, you know, we're seeing as this package comes through Congress that the stimulus bill will be bigger than 2008 and 2009 because what this is is really a disaster for smaller businesses. Most of the bigger companies, um, and the majority of the companies that are out there on the, the stock exchanges um, will be able to weather the storm. They might have to you know, suspend buybacks and cut dividends in some cases, but they'll make it through. What's going to be tough is the small business owners, and that's sad. But this, the package should help that because it's kind of like if you think about the financial system, if, if everything just stops for a while, in other words, you're not going to have to pay rent or leases or you can't, so the banks then aren't going to you know, charge massive penalties and start foreclosing an eviction. It's almost like we're going to look back at this in five or ten years and look at this as like a gap in time of the financial markets where things just shut down. Um, so, and that's painful and quicker than the Great Recession, but it, it's, you know, I think we'll come out of this in the end just fine. And there was a guy, uh, Neil Duda, head of economics um, at Renaissance, Ma- Renaissance Macro Research, he said, obviously, the second quarter is not going to be pretty. Part of this is the result of a deliberate policy choice. Shutting down our entire economy is necessary to stop the spread of the virus. Markets have priced in the sudden stop scenario. And basically, Rob, what he goes on to say is that he'll probably see the worst one or two quarter period in history, followed by the best one or two period, um, a quarter in history within somewhere between 12 and 24 months. And that's what I think, too, that, I mean, the, the economic data that's going to come out is going to be awful. We're starting to see it, the PMI numbers today, but we all kind of know that. And most of it will rebound and come back. And it's just got to be packages that help the small business owners to get through this period of time where, you know, and, and people that within a month will be saying, okay, how do I pay for food? That's, that's the, the problem is how we all get through this together in the short term, but everything else will, will rebound in the end. And this package that needs to come out of Congress needs to come out soon. These guys need to quit screwing around.
So <clears throat> value, dipping your toes in, is there anything that's attractive? Apple's well off its high, Nike's well off its high, Disney, you know, the big blue chip names. Are you looking at bonds? Are you looking at small caps? What's showing up as yeah. value, Mr. Burton? What's really weird is that in the last two weeks, I just got incited, uh, really in the last week, about certain types of bonds, Okay. where before it was like, let's uncover all of the stocks and the asset classes that have fallen too far. In bonds, it's crazy. In the last week or two, m- the more aggressive California tax-free bond funds are down like 11% because of the credit issues that were going on, and now the feds came in and backstopped all that. Um, so it's actually a, a, a decent time to begin to dip into that area too, because when you get bond funds that are down 11%, it, it was a good, this today is a good example of why some people hit that risk tolerance level where, Oh my gosh, I got to sell and I got to get out. And now they're missing out on one of the best trading days of the entire, you know, last couple of years in terms of up days. And when the bond market is going down along with the stock market, you can tell things are not working properly and it's a horrible time to do massive amounts of selling. Right now is a horrible time to do massive amounts of selling on your tax-free bond funds or any kind of aggressive bond funds because there's no bids out there, Rob. So people need to really be careful, I think, and be patient there. If anything, um, the value that's shaping up in high-yield bonds and convertible bonds is not anything that I've seen since 2009 when they were pretty attractive. In fact, there's a spread now the spread that occurred between high yield bonds and government treasuries was 1,000, right? And so, in the any time that I was talking with BlackRock, and any time that that number has been over 900, 900 or over, people have not lost money in high yield bonds in the last in the following 12 months. Now, you know, past performance is not you know predictor of the future or anything like that. So this is not advice or anything like that. I think the issue is, is that if you own that kind of stuff, I wouldn't get freaked out about it. Um, the Fed's coming in and backstopping it. The other thing um, in terms of stocks, mid-cap stocks, small-cap stocks, and dividend achiever-style ETFs and stocks have already fallen 75% as much as they did from October 2007 to March of 2009 in one month. Wow. In one month, 75% of the decline. I know. So, I was looking at oil stocks uh, and transports down 50%. I'm like, that's a pretty good drop. We're all, we all find something to look at, right? Yeah. And so it, to me, if uh, you're an investor and your time frame should be five to 10 years out, that's you know big deal if it falls as much as it did in 07, 09. You're still getting it on a massive discount if you're thinking about your, your future. So you know if you're, it's starting to be time to rebalance portfolios. So Looking for if you have extra cash, then you're in good shape, right? If you have uh, bonds that you're going to have to sell in order to buy stocks, you really got to target the higher quality, shorter term government bonds that have still held their value. But give it a week or two because this last week, Rob, we saw ETFs pull back, or last two weeks, like LQD and TLT and all these ETFs because of the credit markets just stopping working properly by 7 8%. And that doesn't make any sense. So just be a little bit patient when it comes to trimming bonds to, to get into those stocks, but have a plan and start creating that plan. I get a lot of emails from seniors who are on income and they're like, why are my munis down? And I think you just explained it, where banks are selling them to raise cash and kind of not a good time to be selling per se. But real quick question, yeah. Chad. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, I look at some actively managed, because when it comes to bonds, I like actively managed mutual funds. 
Uh-huh. And this recent downturn in some of the bond ETFs shows why. You just don't, you don't get that craziness in, in the actively managed funds. But now I'm looking at some of the ETFs that replicate some of the actively managed funds that I, I use. Yep. And um, the, the ETFs have fallen like 3% more in value. And so if you need to do a tax loss swap in order to harvest some losses and stay invested, that's something that you could look at. Because that's what we've been doing with portfolios is tax loss harvesting. I've got clients that will probably not pay capital gains again for years. So actively do tax loss. Look at your portfolio and your taxable accounts. If you have something that's at a loss, you can sell it by something uh, that you like better for at least 31 days before you go back into it. Once you sell it, you cannot buy it in any other account. Um, but, you know, if you don't have any gains this year because it's been a bad year in the market, that's okay. You can carry them forward indefinitely until you can use them when you sell other stocks, other real estate, your business. Maybe you sold a piece of real estate earlier in the year and you need to harvest losses to offset that. It's, it's a very important part of uh, planning. So we've been doing, you know, tax loss harvesting. I've been rebalancing in around 2% increments when I can, when people have extra cash. So if a portfolio has a goal of 60% in stocks and it's more than 10% off of that, so it's gone from 60 down to 54%, then I'm starting to ease back in at 2% increments to get that equity weighting back up. Uh, reviewing all my stocks for payout capabilities in terms of their dividend, what's their payout ratio, what's their free cash flow look like, how much cash do they have on their balance sheets. And again, just researching the high-yield bond and conservative bond space. Um, and you want to know what's crazy? It's since February, this, this decline, emerging markets and international developed uh, funds have fared better than the S&P 500 and definitely better than small and mid-cap. So if you own that stuff, that might be a source where you could look at selling some of your EM and international to buy some small and mid-cap in terms of uh, getting some rebalancing going if you don't have any bonds or cash. So, Chad, we're almost out of time. I was going to be asking you how you're doing through all of this, but I called you the other night and you were watching a movie. So it's good to see your mental health is there and you're not stressed. But 60 seconds to give yourself a quick plug or any final thoughts. Yeah, this is a time where financial planning and really redoing your portfolio is important. So we're redoing portfolios, looking at Roth conversions, because you can take money from an IRA to a Roth that's 30% lower. You're going to pay lower taxes this year because your income might be lower. Uh, But taxes are extended, but uh, get your IRAs funded now. Um, Refi your home or trim some bonds that have gone up in value to pay off your home potentially. If you're close to retirement, you don't have that three years of cash that I've always preaching and you're kind of screwed yourself up, you might consider accelerating Social Security instead of putting it off and spending less until we recover. So get your financial plan redone um, so you can get on the right track here. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. There's a great podcast there. You can reach him at the time during stress by going to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And you can listen to him Monday through Fridays here on KDOW from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. That's CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome to Rob Black and Your Cadillacs. 
show dedicated teaching you all about cars, 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 and the best ones out there, Cadillacs. Nah, this is Rob Black and your money, and I'll try not to talk healthcare and wash your hands and surgeon general stuff, and I'll try not to get too preachy with you. We talk politics, and I don't know if you know the way I vote, and I hope you don't because I think I'm kind of vague about it because I don't want to be that preachy McPreachy person. Um, I would say that Wall Street tends to like kind of a divided Congress. The less Wall Street, the less Congress get get done, the more Wall Street likes. We don't want too much debt in the United States, but we also don't want contraction. And right now, our government's weighing a proposal to spend a lot of money, i.e., create a lot of debt. And you probably remember the 1970s. There was a commercial that had a American Indian chief looking down and crying and you just see a really slow, it's a 30 second buildup of a tear rolling down his eye and it's, it's got heartfelt music and it's killing me. And then he sees like the trash piles that Americans are creating and the, the factory pollutions. I kind of have that same exact tear rolling down my eye when it looks at debt, but that's okay. I prefer that we keep America employed I don't know if the way we do it's always the best. Send people checks. Is that as good as invest in roads? I don't know. When you get a crazy dictator like a Kim Jong-un who's threatening to throw nuclear bombs around, spending on the military seems to make sense because if he throws a nuclear bomb and it hits San Francisco or Los Angeles, it would crush a lot of jobs. So I think a lot of our American spending should be about jobs. I know you're saying that's a stretch. And maybe it is. Yesterday, stocks slumped after the latest stimulus deal fell through. Um, I think Congress kind of ran through two, through at least two procedural votes yesterday, and then they said, screw it, we give up, we'll come back on Friday. Well, they've already started talking about it again because Wall Street didn't like that response, and as the market was trying to rally, it collapsed yesterday because the government couldn't get something done. Get her done! That's what we need. We need that redneck, uh, blue-collar comedian guy. What's his name? Larry the Cable Guy, who's, you know, he's really funny right now because he got mad at uh, the Gal Gadot and saying, uh, imagine there's no heaven, the John Lennon song. So she's singing that and all these celebrities take different verses. And Larry the Cable Guy got mad at her and he's like, you're a little bit idealist. Like you, you, you're idealist. Like you, you, there's people hurting out there and you're talking about like, uh, you know, you should be talking about jobs. He's he's attacking her blue collar style, right? Only problem is he, that's a fake accent. He talks like this in his normal voice, but when he's Larry the Cable Guy oh, character, he's like all tonight. crazy, you know, pit bull bulldog kind of thing. Netflix market cap has passed Disney amidst the stay at home. I am interested to see if we create a baby boom out of this. Um, I honestly haven't seen real people. Like real people in a long time, it feels like. I see my family. And I see people on computer screens. And that feels like about it. Shares of new homes in the United States fell. Sales of homes fell in February after surging the prior month. Economic data is about to get bad. In my opinion. With unemployment. I've seen just too many people lose their jobs quickly. Uh, restaurant industry, hotel, leisure industry. 
quickly, quickly. And that's not it. Wait till Boeing starts doing it. Wait till United cuts people. And for all of you people out there who think bailing out United and Delta is a bad idea, then you're supporting the idea that they're going to fire 160,000 people or up to 160,000 people. I like the idea of a bailout that's a loan. Airlines don't like that. The United States government's saying, we want your planes as collateral. I'm good if you want to save them at that, on those terms. I could see uh, Donald Trump getting all of United's planes and a deal where they can't pay back the debt. And then Trump has a, a fleet of like 70, 747s, 60, 767s, a couple of 787s. And what would the government do with that? Hmm. We're moving what? things along or we're moving up along fast. Okay, gold. I have to hit this. Um, in the last couple of weeks, people have reached out to me. You okay with the stock market down? You okay with the stock market down? I don't want you to kill yourself. You okay with the stock market down? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Um, but a lot of people get scared at times like this. And I just heard, you know, you're going to hear commercials for gold on radio, on television. You may hear them in podcasts. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. And it's not a good thing. Uh, in a commercial I recently heard, the guy goes, stocks are all over the place. You think they're going up, they're going down. You should buy gold. The problem is, and I don't disagree with him. I just don't want to buy his gold. He wants to sell me something that he's going to mark up 30%. So I can't make money on that. When you buy stocks, you're not paying a markup anymore. It's free to buy them. There's no markup. When you sell a stock right now, it's free. Commission-free trading is here. It's the 21st century. In gold, it's a 30% markup to buy, 30% markup to sell. So you would need gold to more than double. More than double to even get close to the time and effort. I like gold jewelry. I don't like gold stocks. Well, okay. If you're going to old gold, if you're going to own gold, you would want to own it through a stock like a GLD because there's no commission to buy and sell. You don't need to go out and buy an ounce of gold or have a gold bar in your house. I wonder how much, how many gold bars are in U.S. dumps around around the world where people bought it, no one knew it was there. House gets destroyed, and after mom and dad die, and their gold bars go with them. Why don't people talk? I got gold bars, but they don't. This whole the weird thing about gold is it's kind of it plays into a crowd of, of fear. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube at Rob Black Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.